All right. What a difference a day makes. Here we are, July 22nd, and um, just a day after we were talking about Bill 195 that the Ford government was looking to pass, it did indeed pass yesterday at Queen's Park. Uh, Here is Christine Van Gein talking about why this bill is problematic. What the bill does, the Reopening Ontario Act, is it declares the state of emergency over But at the same time, it extends some of the emergency orders. And some of those emergency orders um, can even be amended. So it extends the onerous restrictions on the size of gatherings. It can keep businesses closed and it can override collective agreements. And it's specifically for the redeployment of workers in especially the healthcare sector. So I do understand why the government wants to extend these powers. It's pretty convenient to have extraordinary powers. I mean, what they're doing is overriding our rights in, in having, extending these powers. When the state of emergency over is over, the justification for limiting our rights is also over. And what the government wants to do is have these powers in the event that there's a second wave. I, I do understand that. But when it comes to our fundamental rights, Political perception shouldn't be a factor. And what the government wants to do is avoid redeclaring a new state of emergency in the, in, the, in the event of a second wave, because there's political consequences to that that they don't want to bear. The Ontario Nurses Association has weighed in. They called yesterday a dark day for the province's registered nurses and healthcare professionals as the Ford government did indeed pass Bill 195, and also kicked uh, an MP, a conservative MP who voted against it, out of their caucus. So it was quite um, an important day as far as the province goes. I want to talk to the president of the Ontario Nurses Association. Her name is Vicki McKenna. She joins the show now. Vicki, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Okay, maybe you could outline um, why the Ontario Nurses Associations are referring to yesterday, the day that Bill 195 was passed, as a dark day for the province's healthcare workers. Well, what I'd like to start to say, or say first, actually, is that when back in the early part of the year, in January, and right through the number of weeks and months since then, um, Ontario's uh, nurses and health professionals have stepped up and and they are you know were and are prepared to do whatever is needed in order to protect um, Ontarians and to do everything we can to support those that may become you know positive or test positive or become ill with COVID-19 that's you know not the issue the issue at hand is that uh, for them Uh, They've been there every day and they're working really hard in order to continue to provide the day-to-day care that's needed for Ontarians as well as dealing with COVID. Uh, So, you know, that's just, you know, basic for all of them. Where the difficulty arises now is the continued um, uh, violation and rights issues that are happening under this new legislation, Bill 195. Uh, we are dealing with COVID in organizations and have been forever and both in all, all these weeks and months, hospitals, long-term care facilities, our public health units and in the community. And we've been, you know, we work with employers and we always work with employers to figure out when a crisis or something arises, and here we are in a pandemic, what we need to deal with that. What we don't need is where we have many situations where employers are using redeployment orders 
to redeploy, to uh, schedule from day to day, to cancel vacations and do things uh, that are not necessary. We have many hospitals in this province that don't have any COVID patients at all. However, they're using these redeployment orders as a license to just free will and do whatever they deem, they, you know, whatever they choose, which is, you know, as I said, the healthcare workers have been, they need a break. They need their vacations. They need more normalization in their schedules. They have families. They have kids at home right now, too, who don't have daycare. Uh, you know, the schools are cert- certainly out. I mean, that's, you know, we're now into summer, but the camps aren't there. All of the things, the things that they rely on for the, you know, for their families are not in place either. However, their schedules, their, you know, any respite vacation time away, like no one's going anywhere, but people are, you know, their vacations are canceled and there's multiple things happening for them that has turned their lives upside down. They say to me every day, look, whatever we need to do in regard to COVID, response to COVID, we're prepared to do, and we can figure that out in, you know, whatever, whatever hospital or long-term care facility we're working in, and we'll, we're prepared to do that. But what we're not prepared to do is, is to continue to have our rights violated and our collective agreements thrown out the window while, while employers use this as a license to just staff however they choose. And that's the problem, Kelly. That's it. Kind of and this bill, this bill allows the government um, uh, to, uh, I guess, management to legally, you know, change schedules and things for nurses and, and healthcare workers that have worked so hard during the pandemic. Is yeah. this a situation, do you think, Vicki, of, you know, best intentions uh, going awry? Well, you know, one of the preambles or sort of the purpose statements that's in the legislation talks about in response to COVID-19. You know, that's actually in the purpose statement of this legislation. However, employers are taking that as, you know, they're they're sort of ignoring the response to COVID-19 and just choosing to use the, the, the orders as they see fit. And... You know, we have other employers that are saying, no, you know what, we don't have COVID-19 here. We're business as usual. We're going to do, you know, we, we need to protect our staff and to have give them respite and rest for what a, what a second wave might look like. We're still in numbers beyond what anyone wants to see. I mean, yesterday our numbers were over 200 in the province. Um, there's 160 some odd today I saw in the most recent numbers released. So we're still in it. Um, and people are coping with that and are prepared to deal with that. But you're right, and some employers are taking great license with it, and the legislation uh, seems to be affording them that. And you know, we'll you know we'll push back and fight wherever we can with the labor relations board and take it to higher courts if we if we have to. But this legislation is unnecessary. You know, there's pieces of the democratic process that are in place. If there needs to be an emergency measures act again invoked, then that will happen. This legislation didn't need to be in place. And we feel like this is just, uh, you know, just so unnecessary. And, you know, the healthcare professionals out there, the nurses that I talk to every day say, you know, we just feel like we're disregarded. And that we're not, you know, we're not valued in the system and they can use us however they see fit. So you are just to, just so, to make sure I've got this straight here during the uh, state of emergency, oh. your members said, OK, we get it. 
Um, we're going to be working longer hours. We might have our vacation time canceled or denied. Uh, we might have to move to another healthcare unit at any time or another facility because they need us there. And we are set to do that during a time of emergency. But Correct. since this bill passed and allows for even, uh, uh, you know, management to deploy people at their will without a stage of emergency. They're saying that 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 seems like it's a step too far. It's a power grab. And yeah. um, is this going to create a, a sense of um, a, a, a loss of morale? And how will that affect our our health care, especially if we go back into a, another second wave? Well, this, you know, you've got it in a nutshell. The morale right now is I'm worried. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the stress and strain of what we've been through and how people out there on the front lines working in, in a, right across this healthcare system are feeling right now. And, you know, as I said, we're still, you know, we're still seeing numbers that nobody wants to see. And then if we get ramped up again, you know, the, you know, the exhaustion, the physical and emotional exhaustion and this, the stress that I, you know, that I'm hearing in the voices of the, you know, the people out there really, really do concern me greatly. And this, yeah, maybe, you know, the intention is one thing, but the reality is another. And we tried to explain this to government officials um, and to get the message across to them. We had no opportunity, as we normally would, to be able to have that discussion at, say, standing committee when a piece of legislation comes in. Normally, it comes into the House, uh, it goes out to the committees, people can then uh, debate it. You know, debate it in the house then there's an opportunity at the stand at the standing committee to speak and make a presentation about here's what this will mean on the ground this is you know you need to make an amendment here an amendment there to make this work no opportunity to do that at all and you know at a time when we all need to work together this is like a very very heavy hand and an unnecessary heavy hand uh, are you shocked that the Ford government has done this? Because, you know, um, they were really getting a lot of accolades at the beginning of the pandemic for how they were handling things. Absolutely, they were. And, you know, I watch the, the presser every day when I can and, you know, listen uh, listen to the the uh, announcements being made and the discussions that are going on. And yes, I believe, you know, I thought, okay, they are on it. You know, they've got their eyes on it. We had lots of issues around personal protective equipment and safety and all of the things that we were dealing with, with different officials in government and different tables and, you know, getting things done as we needed to. And I was surprised. I thought this is so unnecessary. This doesn't need to happen. And for, you know, the, all of the discussions and the so-called transparency, um, this certainly doesn't signal that to me. And it kind of flies in the face of that. The Ontario Nurses Association obviously have a lot of members. Uh, you represent 68,000 registered nurses yeah. and healthcare professionals. Mm -hmm. um, how close to burnout are some of these people? Can you give us an idea? You said we're not out of the woods yet. You know, when we look at the numbers going down and a lot of us are trying to return to some, you know, stage of normalcy. A lot of people listening right now, they're... They actually are in stage three of reopening mm -hmm. and they could go to a right. bar, go to a restaurant. What's going on with your members? 
Well, I, I'll just tell you, I, I mentioned it just a bit ago as well. I hear it in their voice, I, you know, because I can't see them, you know, as much. I can't be out talking to them directly face on face, except for Zooming, of course. But And I can hear it in their voice, and it's the it's fatigue I hear, and it's, it's exhaustion uh, that I'm hearing from them. And I'm also hearing that they feel, as I mentioned before, they feel disrespected, and they feel like they are just, you know, just a widget, you know, and we'll put you here, we'll do this, we'll do that with no, with no consideration uh, for them and their well-being and that of their families in many cases. Uh, they're, they're healthcare workers, you know, and they're there to care for Ontarians. That's what they want to do, absolutely, but it needs to be safely done and it needs to be done, you know, in, in a manner that respects all of that. And you know, we do, we have emergencies and things that happen where people just automatically, they're running in, you know, they'll be there, they'll do everything they can, but the morale is low, um, they are tired, and physically and mentally, and I'm very worried about burnout, and I ha- we have an age demographic, particularly in the registered nurse uh, population uh, and nurse practitioners that are, you know, 48, 49 is our average age. So, you know, they've been in it a while, many, many of them, and uh, they're tired. And, you know, they're in mid-career or late career right now, and they're not feeling, um, they're not feeling respected, as I said, which is respect and is so important in a workplace. Uh, and this, certainly the government isn't demonstrating well, that to them. And you think about people, the younger generation of uh, of people that are in the nursing profession, healthcare profession, they're looking to these people to, you know, mentor them, lead them. So they have to be on the top of their game. It must be exhausting, stressful, um, and, and just demoralizing to, to know that now you could lose your vacation at any time. You could be moved to another unit. Well, that's not the unit I have worked so hard to be on. I, I want to thank you for your time today, Vicki. And what I'm going to do is open up the phone lines and see if we can get some uh, nurses, healthcare professionals to call us. I want to know how you're feeling. Are you burnt yeah. out? Are you feeling... Uh, you know, you're at an all-time low as far as morale is concerned. What are you seeing on your units, especially after this Bill 195 is passed? Thank you so much for joining us, Vicki.